Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to another episode of 30 Minutes with DailyStraits.com. Today we have a very special guest with us, Sugandhi Supamaniam, who has been a journalist for over 10 years and currently works as a communication specialist in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. She has authored a book about a notorious gangster who committed 16 murders in Malaysia in the 1990s. Despite not being able to interview her subject in person as he was shot dead by the police in 1993, that didn't stop her from telling his story. So today we're going to talk to uh, Sugandhi about how she pieced the book together from start to finish and if there is any monetary benefits attached to it. Hi Sugandhi, thank you for joining us today and accepting this interview uh, invitation. Hi Jude, how are you? Thank you so much for having me. Alright Sugandhi, let's get right into it. So the first question is why did you... Uh, decide to write this book? Okay, uh, June, I've been a journalist for 11 years. I uh, worked in print, uh, news times and online media. Uh, I think it's a dream for any journalist to write a book of, of, of his own. So I've always wanted to write a book and um, I was pursuing my master's and that gave me an opportunity to come up with my own product, an own project and I chose to write. So that's how this book came about. What does one need like uh to do to start writing a book like how can you take us through the process from the idea to the writing to the finished product okay uh just, since this is my first book i um i will just share with you the things that i've done okay. okay um i think the first thing you need to do uh, if you want to write a book is of course a story a good story an idea actually once you have the idea you have to develop it you have a story and uh, from there it's easier for you to um picturize it so once you pictureize it imagine you telling this to a friend and that's how you go about it. That's my, my advice. All right. And then what about um, after that, right? A lot of people tend to have the idea and then they procrastinate and they never do the work. So how did you go about start writing the book? You know, because yours is uh, based on a person who's lived before. So you need to, you had to do a lot of research. All right. In this case, it's because of my interest. I've always been interested in um, all this gangsterism, all this uh, crime and uh, those kind of uh, genres. So that because of the interest, it got me hooked into the subject and I wanted to tell the story. So of course, like you mentioned earlier, it's a bit um, easy to get distracted once you start doing this, once you start writing. So, but in my case, I did not have a choice. I'm about to complete this project in six months, so I had to sit and write. Okay, so you decided, like, um, did you go for classes? on how to write a book or you just googled your way through? Well actually I had a book uh, that I was reading at the time, it was from an, uh, it was written by a journalist from uh, India. Mm-hmm. That book was about the life of uh, Daud, Daud Ibrahim. Um, so that I used that as my bible. So I tried to tell the story because he was trying to, I mean I, I think he did a wonderful job just uh, telling about the story, about the crime and uh, the stuff that t- uh, took place in India at the time from 1950s to the present. So I tried to include that kind of uh, storytelling in my book. So we talked about a crime and scene uh, uh, in, in the 1990s, 1980s, and what made these boys join the group. So, and then we talked about Kali, we talked about Kali Mutu, the, the gangster. 
and how he came and sort of changed the landscape. The writing itself, like one day, how many how many words do you pen down? Oh, okay. I didn't really have an exact um, uh, number of pages or amount of time I dedicated to completing this because in that six months, I needed to interview people. There are lots of people to be interviewed, the mm-hmm. police, journalists, uh, family members, gang members. At the same time, I had to go to classes. I had to do my, uh, I was, as I mentioned earlier, I was doing my master's and I had my kids. Uh, life had to go on, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, I did try to dedicate uh, every night uh, going through the book, going through the transcribe, uh, and then trying to revisit the stories with uh, people who have done this before and ask their advice uh, how best to do it. Of course, the, the thing that they told me is that just write, just do it. Mm-hmm. Let the proofreading, let the editing all come later. Mm-hmm. At this moment, your job is just to sit and write. Just tell the story. Uh, let the, uh, let the uh, editors do the rest of the job. Okay. So that's how I, I managed to um, complete the book in six months. Oh, that's a really good, uh, actually very short time. Many people take many, many years. So did you follow the Stephen King's way of writing thousand words a day or you collected all the interviews and then one, and then you wrote it like at a go, at one go? No, no, no. I, I, do, I did it gradually. So every time I come back from an interview, I'll try to make sure that I do it that, uh, at that time, at that night. Um, it's all because I wanted to capture the mood. All right. Uh, we'll move on to the next thing because you chose a topic about uh, Indian gangster, very well-known Indian gangster. And you know, you mentioned in an interview before that you you had your family members, like one uncle who came to your house, and when he found out that you wrote, you were going to write a book about this gangster, he was very upset and he left your house. I just want to get to the, the crux of that. Like, the, why, like, you know, did you choose this, this particular person at this topic? I don't know, was there something that sparked your interest with this person? Because... Um, you could have picked anything else, but you chose this guy. Hey, um, Jun, uh, you may not, uh, you may know this, okay? Um, a lot of Malaysians, especially Indians, um, uh, they have a lot of um, this interest, okay, uh, regarding this guy. Because there's very little, uh, very little that we know of him, but we've heard a lot of uh, stories, tales, but we don't know how far this is true. So that's something that I've always wanted to explore. Is this guy really that great? You know that kind of thing. So yeah, like. Like I mentioned earlier, my, my, my uncle is, um, he represents the other side of the uh, community who's not interested in this kind of uh, gangsterism, who feels that, you know, this one particular man has caused the entire community to be labeled as um, uh, really, I mean, very uh, aggressive, uh, violent um, kind of people. So, uh, but I think generally Malaysians are always interested in all these notorious characters. Um, and Kali Mutu is one, um, I was told that a very good looking gangster, so I guess that was my first <laughs> interest. Okay. Wanting to know who is this really good looking, is he really that good looking? And that's how it, it kind of started, you know? So when I spoke to the uh, former CIA chief, and the first thing he told me, hey, you know, he was a very handsome guy, you know? <laughs> So I guess it was not. <laughs> okay. So was it easy to get the family members open up to you? Because they must have been shocked, right? Because it happened so long ago and he's already been history for a long time. Suddenly there's a girl coming and asking about him. What was their reaction? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that was very um, a very difficult thing for me to start with the family. Actually, um, the family and the, uh, the friends, the former gang members, the, the authorities 
uh, the fam- uh, police and journalists, they were okay. They were being they, they kind of, uh, I mean, the journalists, I know some of them. The police were okay because they're just talking about uh, the facts of the case and what took place and all that. But approaching the family and the friends was really, really tough, um, especially gaining their confidence, gaining their trust that, hey, I'm just here to tell this side of the story. You can trust me. So that took a lot of um, a lot of my contacts. Uh, I had to reach out to a lot of my other contacts. Uh, well, I mean the contacts that I've acquired during my journalism days, and they helped me, you know, uh, like uh, uh, get in touch with his family. And I must thank, you know, um, uh, thank God and thank a lot of uh, uh, helpful Malaysians, because some of them who actually helped me were not really my contacts. Mm. They were just someone I someone who was introduced at that very moment, and he decided to say, "Hey, you're writing about Annette, which is a big brother. Okay, come, I'll help you." That's how it, it, uh, some of these uh, people were introduced to me. Okay, so, so be- yeah, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, so when I, when I had to when I visited them uh, at home, uh, of course there were instances where I had to bring my entire family, my kids, like my husband, and say, "Hey, no, I'm not a police. I'm not from. Uh, I know I'm not trying to." Uh, cause any trouble, but I'm here just to tell the story. And these are my, uh, I'm not working, I'm a student, and this is uh, my family. So you can trust me. So I had to even go to that extent to get them to open up. So once they saw that, you know, you're a family person and then uh, you have your kids and all that, of course, it's not a very good idea, even if you're taking with the gangsters. <laughs> but then I had no choice. I really wanted to complete my project. Yeah, that's the thing I wanted to come to you about. Like, they were like ex-gangsters, right? Did you like... Yeah. And you're taking your young kids there to <laughs> to go and meet them, you know? Like, like you know, this uh, real dedication. Uh, it, <laughs> I think a lot of them have reformed. Uh, they have lived, uh, they're living uh, different lives now. Because these things took place about 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, there were also cases where some of the parents, some of the, the former gangsters, uh, they didn't, uh, the children uh, did not know that their father's uh, background that he was in prison before and these are the things that he was involved before. So um, that was something that um, quite surprised me because they, they totally changed. They, uh, I, I, believe, I believe they have really uh, chosen a, a better uh, life path. So they were talking about you know how things have changed, how prison have changed. And so when they revisited the scenes, uh, the, the incidents where they were in touch with, uh, they, they got in, in contact with Kalimutu. So, I, I don't think that they would, but I mean, I, I thought that they would reach out to me. Mm, all right, that's good. So, this book is written in English. How did you do the interviews? In what language? Uh, a lot of the interviews were done in Tamil. Okay. Uh, uh, I had, so, and then I had to, I mean, I recorded uh, most of the interviews. I went back home and I transcribed. I tried to make it sound as simple as how it was told to me because I just want to be fair. As a former journalist, I'm trying to tell the story from a very fair, uh, very tra- a very fair point. So I've not been, I've not met Kali. I don't know him personally. So when I tell the stories, I hope that I wasn't trying to portray him as a as a hero, because at the end of the day, he is a criminal. He was wanted for a lot of cases, a lot of murders, a lot of uh, drug uh, deals. So um, that's why the police. That's why a, a particular incident. I tried to tell it from a few other perspectives. There were a lot of uh, actors, a lot of actors in that that scene, so that. Um, I, I want the readers to know that I'm not. Uh, I'm trying to tell this as um, as truthfully as possible. Okay. So, did you show the book before it was published to the people? Did they ask? Uh, can you? Can I see? <laughs> can I see what you wrote before you published? You know, it's always like that when we write, right? And they always want to see what we wrote before we we publish it. Did you have that problem? 
no, they really, really didn't. I think once I gained that trust and that uh, I'm not going to make this up, I'm not going to make them, I mean, I'm not going to uh, make them look, uh, you know, bad or, I mean, I'm just here to tell the story. Once I gained that trust, they completely trusted me to tell it, to tell the stories. Okay. So, so they did not ask me to, for, to, to review, they did not ask me to, you know, what actually, what did you write about me? You know, nothing of that. So it's just that some of them said, like, could you give me a copy of the book once it's out? Oh, okay. And that's it. All right. So, did you take photos and stuff like that, or your the book, the pictures? In, are there any pictures in the book? Sorry, I didn't read the book yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I did. I did take some pictures with them, but as I mentioned earlier, they did not want their side of the. I mean, they didn't want public to know about who they are, about their past. So those are for my personal collection. Okay. I did. I, I did not review. I did not uh, include those photos in in the in the book. Okay, so just for the record, I know who this gangster is, and um, it's just that I, I just haven't had the chance to read the book yet. But can I? Can you tell me? So that means you didn't use their real names in the book, or some of them agreed, oh, okay. and some of them uh, did not want to be uh, named, so we we used um, um, uh, some of uh, what do you call that um, pseudonym. The names that uh, at, at, at the time, you know what kind of names that they uh, had to uh, they were using, like for example, Koya. Okay, I got it. So you used their their old uh, like pseudonyms, like whatever they had, that uh, nicknames they had. The yeah, uh, the nicknames they had. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Can you tell me like what you found out about uh, the gangster Kalimutu? So was he like a Robin Hood, Malaysian Robin Hood? That does well. Dude, to be fair, I think um, a lot of people look up to him as that, and he has done a lot of good things to people who are close to him. He's been, um, he's been described as a very charming guy, uh, someone who's really very um, friendly with kids, especially very loving. At the same time, he can be uh, unpredictable. So uh, those people who have been in his good books, uh, they say a lot of good things. You know, he paid for this, he helped me with this when I had financial difficulties. He was a very friendly guy, he's a big brother. That unnatural, you know, the, the big brother. And of course, those even those who got into his bad side, okay, the, that, um, the victims, uh, they described him as someone who, uh, a sort of uh, nice guy, you know, he came from this quite um, a rural area. Uh, but because of the friends and because of the influence of drugs and because of the easy money that he was making, that kind of changed his character. But of course, they all say that, you know, at the end of the day, he's a nice guy. Oh, okay. okay, but puzzling for me also, <laughs> because he was, and he's a gangster, you know, it's so scary, he's getting gun and all that. But then, yeah, that, that's the sentiment. Oh, those people. That's interesting because um, if you wouldn't have wrote, written it, you know, nobody would have known that side of his story, right? Well, actually, uh, June, um, I was really, really hoping to get his uh, girlfriend at the time. I was, I mean, I thought that she would definitely give us a better picture of who this person is. You were in a re- she was in a relationship with him for quite some time. And they were described as a very loving couple, would do uh, stuff for each other, hold hands, you know, and he would sing a song for her. I mean, you hardly expect a gangster to be that kind of person, mm-hmm. right? So, and especially a gangster at Kalimutu. So, I was hoping that she could tell us a bit more, but... Uh, I don't think, I mean, it, she didn't want to, to come forward. Does he have kids or any siblings? Did you get to talk to them? I, I spoke to his brother, one of his uh, elder brother. Mm. I was trying to get his uh, younger brother. He, one of his brothers is the police. Mm. Uh, uh, but uh, I was told that he doesn't want to talk. Mm. Uh, 
another brother of his is a classical dancer. Oh. It's very, very colorful, right? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, I, and I, I couldn't get him also. Um, I tried to get his sisters. Mm-hmm. They also didn't want to talk because uh, what they told me was that they had a very, very difficult time and this case was ongoing from 1992, 93 and they felt that uh, you know, they were harassed by the authorities. So they don't want to, uh, and they didn't want to have a repeat of that. So they said, please don't uh, disturb us anymore. We don't want to talk about it. So oh, I've got to respect that. Yeah. But I just feel that if the families were, you know, willing to come forward and tell the side of the story. Wow. Yeah. So, okay, now we go back to the book again. After you finish everything and you've already finished the manuscript, you know, and then the end, what did you do? Did you get the editor, a proofreader? What was your process like? Or did you get any of your, your old colleagues to help you edit the book? No, um, uh, June, once I finished the, the manuscript, I completed the manuscript. Um, no, actually, without even completing the, the entire manuscript, there were about a quarter left. So I started approaching publishers because I need to publish this within that year of my course. So um, there were some places I went and uh, told me that, you know, this process will take you at least a year. Forget about uh, publishing in a few months. And uh, the other option was to self-publish. So at that time, I didn't want to do uh, self-publishing. Um, of course, maybe I didn't have that much of a knowledge of that uh, publishing in the publishing field. And I tried to approach some uh, other uh, friends, contacts of I know who've been publishing, and they told me that uh, one of the advice is that you're the first time uh, writer, author, uh, you should go to an established uh, publisher, so that will give you some kind of credentials. And then I, I started approaching um, the publishers, and one of it was uh, Gerard Budaya, mm. uh, a well-known established publisher in uh, PJ, Nigeria. Mm. So when I went there, I explained that I'm a student and uh, this is my first manuscript. I am looking to publish it mm-hmm. within this period of time. So we discussed the timeline and uh, I found that it was agreeable. That there is something that I could finish and uh, they wanted to have a look at my manuscript. Mm-hmm. So that publisher came together with the editing uh, package. So everything was covered. Oh, okay. So then I, I, I decided to... Actually, I think I'm glad that they decided to take my project. <laughs> yeah, so how many people rejected you before you found the one publisher? Uh, they didn't really reject the book because I did not show the manuscript to anyone. Oh. There was only one publisher that said that um, the timeline, you know, it will take at least a year to complete. So I didn't have the time. Mm-hmm. So I was quite a, a reputable publisher. But then again, because of the time uh, constraint, I had to look for someone else. But I'm so glad that Gura Gudaya decided to uh, publish my book. So then uh, I submitted uh, the manuscript in February um, and then they were also, I was still working on some parts of it. So together with the editor, he helped, he helped me to, uh, you know, uh, 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 how do I say, position certain characters and how do I, if I tried to, he, he let me maintain my style, mm-hmm. um, but he just, I mean, he did help me with the editing and some, uh, moving some parts around the book. Mm-hmm. And uh, in August, the book was out. Uh, first week of August, I got my first my, my copy. Wow, congratulations. So this was in 2019, right? So um, I just wanted to ask you, who did decided the headline of the book? I mean, the title of the book? Okay, uh, there were a few options. The editor actually came up with this. Um, I wasn't really happy with it at the time. <laughs> I wanted to... A bit, uh, I wanted to um, uh, uh, another title actually I wanted it to be I wanted it to be like uh, did Kali really commit the 16 murders or something like that oh. but it felt that though, you know, we had some uh, some uh, discussions around the topic and title and he says that you know because you also include the crime scene at the time I mean the, 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 uh, the landscape of uh, 
Malaysian Indians, the youths, and uh, how crime started in the 90s. So let's have that, you know, so that it can, it, it gives you a broader perspective of what the school is about. It's yeah. not just about Kali itself. Yeah. So yeah, because being a first-timer and uh, I I didn't know that I had a choice. <laughs> so, so I just went ahead, okay, okay, thank you so much, you know, thanks too for publishing, thank you for publishing, so I'll listen to whatever you say, like this. Yeah, okay. So now, um, I saw your uh, TV interview with Astro Abadi, the Malaysian uh, very good uh, top channel now. Um, and you mentioned something about turning the book into script writing. So can you tell us more about that? Okay, um, when the book was uh, published, okay, when people finally realized that hey, she, she, she did publish the book, because I was, I was talking about it for some time. Oh. So um, a lot of people uh, approached me uh, because they wanted to turn this into a movie. Uh, I quite like the idea because I think people don't read anymore. So and in movies is the best way to tell the story. And um, at this moment, uh, um, we're still having discussions as to do the script because I'm not a script writer. Uh, obviously, I'm just a writer. So I'm learning. Uh, I'm trying to pick up a lot of uh, tips on how to turn this into a better script, into a, 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 a online a movie, a movie uh, content. But uh, also thinking about uh, making it into a series. You know, thirty episode series or see how it goes because we, we're trying to include not just Kanye but also talk about the general picture of uh, the crime scene, crime, you know, crime being committed in the 90s, uh, those kind of things. So yeah, it's still an ongoing uh, process for in uh, discussions. Alrighty. So what is the plan for your writing journey? Are you, are you going to do, is this a, like a one-off thing because you did it because of your, your course, your course, right? Your master's, is it master's? Was it master's? Yes, it was for my master's. Plan. Yeah, so are you planning to on a second book and everything like that? Well, actually I've been uh, writing my second book uh, from 2019. And until now, <laughs> I don't wait. We are completing it. What is so that? I think is it this a is a totally a different story, different uh, topic. It's about, you know, a Malaysian a girl, you know, she raised her sisters in a very difficult situation, the things that she had to go through when, and, you know, it's a story, a Malaysian story. But that book has been taking me like more than eight, more than two years. I've been working on it, so I think that having the, the timeline, you mm. know, the, the deadline actually, the deadline, having a deadline saying that you've got to finish it within this period of time really helps. Yeah. So otherwise, it's like 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 me, <laughs> more than two years still haven't still writing. This is novella. The second one is novel, is it? Yes, it's a novel. Yes. Okay, so. The thing about pe- people think about book writing, right? The first thing they always think is J.K. Rowling and how she, her story from rags to riches, you know, from nothing, uh-huh. she became yes. a billionaire. So can you tell me about your book sales? Like, because it's not easy and it's not for everyone. Like J.K. Rowling's story is like a one-off in a million. So tell me about your okay. book sales. What, how does an author help, you know, how does an author make money from books? Okay, from I think from the vision landscape, um, you get about ten percent of your book sales. So uh, my book is priced at uh, twenty five ringgit. So I get two ringgit fifty cents every time someone purchases a Are you happy with that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's quite sad, right? Yeah, it is so super sad. If you're looking into making money, and you have a good story, and you think you can market it, I would say go for self publishing. Okay. Or online, you know, maybe that, that I think that's where you make um, you you can see profit, you can see money. But if you go to a traditional uh, publisher at at the books, I I think it's fifteen percent, ten percent, or ten percent. Mostly it's ten percent. So it's around there. 
So, so you, you decide on what you want. If you want to make money, then this is not the platform. But when you go for like if it's turned in your book is turned into a movie or uh, for episodes, what happens is the how do you share the costing with the um, publisher? Okay, in this case, uh, this, uh, this publisher holds uh, rights uh, for two years. So after two years, uh, copyright is mine. Oh, okay. So that's one thing uh, I would really advise uh, writers to be aware of, mm -hmm. uh, to take note. I mean, what is the copyright? How is it going to affect your uh, sales you know, and also future projects? So you got a lawyer when you signed a contract or you just read the contract and then you signed it? I just read the contract and signed it. Okay, okay. So I, I, was, I was a student at the time. So I, I like to think that you know, I'm broke, I'm just a student. I, if you give me an opportunity, thank you for so much for that. <laughs> of course, if you have a lawyer friend, it would be very good. A friend who can help you to go through the legal content and advise. But I think I had quite a, a fair deal. I think the publisher gave me a fair deal. Okay, and how many books did that guy, uh, sorry, did the publisher publish the first round? In 2019, we printed uh, a thousand copies. I was told that the half was sold mm -hmm. uh, and uh, a bit more like said that the book source. So sales not really, um, I, I mean, I, I think it's more of a promotional. Um, Thing. So I guess with more promotions, we will be able to sell more. And the good thing is, we um, uh, I have a, a person who's translating the book now into Tamil. Okay. Uh, as you see, June, a lot of people have approached me after this book came out and said, you know, you should tell the story in Tamil. But I say, hello, I can't write in Tamil. I can write in English. <laughs> so I did have this idea, you know, if someone can translate. And uh, it's very lucky, I guess, it's um, uh, this is teacher, a teacher. Uh, from Johor, she called me up and she said that, you know, I've been following Kalimutu's case uh, since my, when I was young and I really like this. I know like, a lot of things you told in the story that uh, the public does not know. Can I translate? And, you know, those kind of things. So we got into, and we go back, we went back to the publisher and they negotiated a deal and she's now translating the book into Tamil. So I'm hoping that, you know, once this book is out, maybe we can have a better promotion, uh, talk about these books. And good thing is this is the first time Pogura uh, Budaya to have its uh, books, its uh, books published, being translated into another language. Okay. So I'm quite glad for that. Yes, I'm happy for you. I just wanted to ask you about royalties. How do you check and see that publisher is giving you the correct amount? Like, how do you do it? Or you just have to trust the publisher? Uh, in my case, I think I'll just have to trust the publisher. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't really uh, understand that much about this royalties and stuff. So I, I like I said, uh, I believe they are fair, mm -hmm. and I hope they will keep to their side of the deal. <laughs> okay, so um, in they, they say they publish thousand. I'm sure it's thousand. So they've had a they had a second public. Uh, have they been published again? Uh, after that print? Uh, no, 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 not yet. Not yet, not yet. Okay. Not yet. So, uh, finally, Sugandhi, I just wanted to ask you, what is your advice for people who want to write a book and who are struggling to write a book? Those two things. Okay, uh, I think I can uh, talk about this because I've been both. I've been one person who's written a book and I've also been the other person who been struggling to finish my second book. So uh, my suggestion, my advice is that, you know, you've got to have the dedication. You've got to. And you try to get involved in as many groups as possible that involves writers. So you, you do a lot of uh, positive energy from there, you know, advice when people say that, hey, I've completed my manuscript, I'm sitting on it for months and finally it's out. So when you read those kind of comments, you feel like, hey, hey, hey I think I should go back to my uh, book, you know, I need to finish it. You feel that, that, uh, that, that how, what do you say, that uh, encouragement from this kind of uh, groups. And it's also good to have a buddy, mm. someone you trust, someone you believe, uh, someone you, whose advice you really value. 
um, and be consistent. It's when you're consistent, you when you can finish at least you know certain periods of uh, in a day, you will definitely get your book finished. But the thing is, you've got to keep doing it. Okay. So thank you, Sugadi. That's all we have uh, time for today. Um, wish you good luck, and I can't wait to check out your series. You know, I, I hope it's, it gets streamed. <laughs> thank you, thank you so much, June. Oh, it's it's been a like a dream, you know, for me that I hope you know one day I can see my my, my series on uh, channels like Netflix. You know, that would be like wow, I've done you know I've done this. So but let's see, let's see what what God's um, plans. Yeah, so when you started this project, you never knew it would go this far, right? Up to the series and, you know, changing, translating it to Tamil, to Tamil. You never expected all this, right? You just expected to finish. I didn't expect the, the, the Tamil thing. I thought that, you know, I'm trying to finish this book and this will be it. But I did have the dream. I used to joke with one of my colleagues, uh, one of my classmates in the UN. He was a filmmaker and he was doing a short film and I was doing a book. And I said, you know what, you know, one day my book, you know, is going to be on Netflix and then you you know, you call me. You say, I know this story, I will never go that far. You know, it's the Malaysian content, that's it. Oh. So, that kind of comments, like, um, I know he meant it um, as a joke. Mm-hmm. And then we think, why can't we go far? Why can't, I mean, why should I just stop, limit myself with this? Can I go far? Can I go further than this? So, yeah. Awesome. Alrighty. Thank you so much for your time today. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you so much, June. Thank you so much for this opportunity. No worries. Bye.